0: I think a lot of couples end up rolling in the hay during their own reception at some point. That's why huh. people will disappear. But literally rolling oh. in the
1: hay, they're actually. Rolling I mean, in
0: old the hay. school. They were yeah, literally went sure. up to the barn. Like I'm
1: sure. Just wait till your honeymoon. Okay. Anyway, horror movie survival guide is a weekly podcast where I, gorehound Julia Marchesi, delves into my horror movie notebook to corrupt another one of my longtime chums, Terry Gamble, who is hiding in the creepy horror closet. Eww. Hello, 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 Disco City Sounds. Welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide. I am Julia. And I'm Terry. Oh my gosh. Another week, Julia. Another, another week, another week. show. Here we are yes. talking about 1963's Dementia 13. Title of this episode is Forgive Me, Kathleen. All right, tagline for this movie, Terry. Are you ready for a tagline? Because this is fucking Roger Corman produced. We're talking about here, so you expect some like pinnacle of taglines. Yeah, flash he- bang, whiz bang. Yes, this is this is what I want them to live live up against. Okay, this is okay. like the pinnacle of what I am judging against. Here we are. The most terrifying screen experience of your life. A brand new concept in motion picture shock. A thrilling new creation of terror through sight and sound filmed entirely in the shock-packed process of Dementia 13. Come on! Applause. That's a lot. That's a lot. I think it's, they oversold the shit out of it. I mean, you're, it, that's but, but that's what you want from a Corbin movie. You expect them to oversell it, right? Like this is, I of course, was it's like high. it's good, but it's not all. I don't think it's that. Like I think now, but isn't the like, point of a tagline to sell you to see the movie? Right? No, like, wouldn't you want to see
0: that? Yes, the combination of that, but you also want to like manage expectations. That's the one thing I learned in sales. Like, do you know what I mean? No, sure. So it, that's where most people think the dissension of like people being like i thought it was going to be this you go to see this movie and it's not going to be all of that it's going to be great it's great but it's right. not that
1: sure okay so But we, lo- we, wor- talk, we worry, talk about- worry about the
0: hyperbole being over over hype
1: okay but we talk about so last week we talked about the fury right yeah and their tagline experience and terror and suspense boring right? like so false yeah. so flat like that movie is worth better than that yeah, you know, like a better tagline. I feel like you could it. almost use the tagline that you just did right now for yeah. that instead, sure.
0: because you got like, I mean, literally like explosions and all kinds of stuff happening. Like that movie did have all of that. Sure, it's funny. It's just funny that like they could, they you could probably switch the taglines for these movies and they would work.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So this movie was written by Jack Hill and Francis Ford Coppola. This is uh, directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Uh, so let's head out. A couple on a boat.
0: It's actually directed by, it says Francis Coppola film. It doesn't even have the Ford like Ooh, in no the name Ford on yet. the no Ford yet. It's just Francis yeah. Coppola on the, on the, on the title, which is so cute. I was and, like, oh
1: my goodness. And we baby. love, uh, we, uh, you know, a, a thousand shouts outs to Roger Corman, who was uh, the, you know, the person who gave so many filmmakers their first jobs and taught them how to make films very low budget with very extenuating circumstances. So when you watch the movie, you always have to take that kind of background in mind. We're like, these, these filmmakers probably had like three days and they were just like go you know this kind of thing because uh, um joe dante talked about for hollywood boulevard he was like we they just have the stock footage and he's like you just need to kind of work around the stock footage and you're like okay you have to write something around what they have and you're like this is so it's like roger corman pushing filmmakers to think beyond what a normal filmmaker would have to do and set them up to have these really uh, illustrious careers so uh applause that's for that so man. brilliant it's like here's
0: some here's some paints may not be the colors you want but make something right Uh and so that's kind of brilliant I love that I feel like yeah I feel like that's like kind of like the YouTube videos now like it's like there's all that like you know all the b-roll stuff people can throw in between stuff to make to make Mm -hmm. something and make a story so kudos
1: so uh, we have Louise and John they're talking about the will that she wants change because they're not in the will Uh, the mother's giving away everything to charity and there's so much money and she wants it god damn it well, bad. she married
0: into this family for a damn reason. And the damn reason was she wanted some cashola at some point. Yeah, um, And so she was just counting on mother deer to, to pass pass away at some point soon. Um, she seems kind of fragile, kind of frail. She's chosen this family accordingly. But she doesn't know this family's got some serious skeletons in the closet, literally um, and mm-hmm. figuratively. Uh, yeah. There's some stuff going on um, out of this beautiful um, estate and this castle estate in Ireland. Um but and you have so, this, she's uh, yeah. so
1: she's so beautiful, and but you oh, know, yeah. you, but you get from very early on in the movie, in the first minute or so, that she's evil, right? You know, I ain't saying she a gold digger; she ain't messing
0: with no broke broke. Like I mean, yeah. From the jump, like, I mean, literally yeah. the first two seconds of the movie. I mean, also, they're going out on a nighttime boating excursion. This yeah. just all seems no, it's not, bad. not
1: dubious at all. It's not like you're going to murder somebody in the middle of the of the lake at night on a boat. See, this is the thing. If I was dating somebody, and they're like, hey, let's go on like a romantic boat trip out at night. I've had this thing planned with candlelight. I'd be like, fuck no. Nope. You're going to murder me in the middle of the lake. Uh-uh. Definitely not. We are going to a well-lit
0: place, an establishment yes. with lots of people. Madonna in, perhaps. Are witnesses.
1: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, and yes, we need some witnesses. I do not want to be alone. Uh-uh. But we have this uh, incident. So John has a heart issue, and they are having an argument, and he gets worked up, and he starts having a heart palpitation question mark uh but he's out of the pills out of his pills god damn it so he dies so it's something that i think and she, she blames him to- pack
0: him i was like yeah. oh did she i was like did she get rid of them did she not pack him like who what who's i'm, who's I'm really not in charge and that's here? the thing is like
1: this scene is kind of ambiguous because i'm i'm pretty sure she took him out there to kill him yeah but i'm not 100 sure to. but then she didn't have to but then i feel like her I feel like when she sees the pill bottle and is like, you didn't you're out of them, that she seems actually surprised that she probably yeah. was going to give him one. And now like, oh, now she fucking can't. And here it is what it is like. There's no way she can get back in time. So he ends up dying. And here's where it's due to is just come back and be like, oh, he died. Right. Because she really didn't do anything wrong. So you could just no, be like, But oh, she needed said. him
0: around a little bit longer because she wants the money and the money is more important to her now, especially that she doesn't have her husband anymore. Right. Because he's and like, "If you're a, not
1: my wife. You don't get the money.
0: Right. And this is of the era when women, you know, even in America, I don't know what it was in Ireland, but in America at this point, women could not, you couldn't have your own bank account without a husband, you know? So it's like without someone signing or a man signing and vouching for you. So this is a different time you got to think about mentally of like, hey, if she's alone once he's gone and she's left with nothing, it could be really, really detrimental for her. So I'm adding that layer on as well. Okay. As the-
1: All right. Sure. Sure. Uh, now he's just on an infinite business trip away wherever he is.
0: Out. Yep. Yep. So she p- puts up this ruse and she writes a letter like on his little typewriter to dear mother and, you know, goes, g- packs all the things that he thinks she thinks he would abruptly take with him if he had to go on a business trip overnight. Um, and so she he even tells her, though, before he passes away, like if I die, like you're straight, you're going to be a stranger to these people. So she's trying to make herself an asset and part of the family instead mm-hmm. of a stranger to the family. So she's basically using the words that he prophesied to cover up his death.
1: Yes. So she packs his bag, throws him in the water and heads out to Ireland to Castle Halloran. So this is one of those things I'm betting that Roger Corman had this location and was like, make a movie. <laughs> that would be my guess. It's gorgeous. A spectacular 100%. Location. It's
0: a gorgeous location. And yeah, if you have like access to some old, beautiful looking castle and you can make it, you know, Ireland, wherever the heck they might have been really shooting. I don't know. Um, yeah, use it.
1: So Pretty. we find out that the family there's uh, there was there's three sons. So there's John who's dead now, uh, and then we also have uh, Billy and Richard. And there was Kathleen who was a little girl who died uh, drowned in the pond on the land. So there was a poem that they have that Kathleen wrote that says, three sons, each who would marry and go away, but little Kathleen would always stay." so the methods in which she drowned accidentally a look a little dodgy and also something's going on as hell. this is yeah, crazy th- <laughs> and they keep celebrating or not celebrating what do you say memorizing commemorating her every year They commemorate
0: her death every year they do a thing and it's just the immediate family they have to go to her grave and they like put down these flowers and like it's a whole ritual every year that they basically regrieve her every time and each time we find out that dear mother um faints every time that she does it she works herself up until kind of a tizzy she never really got over her because like she said the sons went off and like you know are gonna go off and leave her and don't stay at the castle but kathleen was going to stay with her forever. She was the last child she had late in life. She was in her forties when she had her. So she was an older mother, um, by the time she had the child. So there's something about that as well of like, Oh, this was my last ditch. This was, I wanted, I didn't want to be lonely. Um, Mm-hmm. Kind of a thing. It's very, very, very strange uh, dynamic of this family.
1: But they make it very clear that it is a, it is immediate family only, and that wives mm-hmm. are not allowed. So we meet Richard's fiance, Kane, who also stunning the girls in this movie. The hair, envious, and I don't think I've ever heard of a girl named Kane. And I was like, eh, I thought it was Kane. Kane. It was according to my subtitles, and it's according to what I heard them say. Um, but they have okay. a conversation about. It is right. It's Kane. Yeah. So it says on IMDb. Oh wow. Okay. I thought it was K. That's crazy. I didn't hear that. Uh, N. <laughs> uh I They have a K, con- I say N. Kane. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kane and Richard have a conversation, which people uh, think that Tom Petty may have. You had the inspiration. Uh, she says that Louise is an American girl raised on promises. Ah. Uh, Sounds uh, there familiar. You are tom petty little tom petty all so right. roger corman could have also inspired tom petty to write american girl unknowingly this is this That's is so you make cool. art and it branches out and who knows what comes of it the ripple effects the ripple yeah. effects amazing so richard is a sculptor we see him sculpt uh hideously ugly bits of iron into god knows what uh billy is question mark do we know what he does do we learn what he does I don't think we really get into, like, big what he does until later. Right? Like, he's into
0: art and stuff, too. I think they all just also have a little bit of that family money where they're like, I just do artistic endeavors. Our family has money. Like, I think it's a little bit of that as well, right?
1: But uh, – but, uh... Richard is able to see through Louise completely. He never buys into her shtick. He knows from minute one, she's just there for the money. No matter what she says, he's not on board. Uh, Billy seems a little bit more flexible, a little bit more on her side. He's younger. Um, Mm -hmm. But he tells uh, Richard tells Louise, you got your built in. You're like, keep your eye off of me. I see you looking at me and like, stop it because I see what you're doing.
0: Yeah, because she, he's like, you find a way basically to like angle in on everybody. Like, I see how you work a room. Like, mm-hmm. he, he's like, I see the con. I see how you work the room. Like, stop trying to con me. I'm I'm not going to. Your and my mother and my brother.
1: Right. You and the mother, them?
0: because she's so fragile and so weak because she's never like she's literally just never getting she's living in like a cloud of grief um, for this child. I mean, like, they're going year after year. It's been years. Yes. Yeah, you know, they were years. children. Yeah. So it's like, that's a long, long time. I'm not, not, not that grief ever ends, but like, it's a long time for her to be in that particular state of like, like it just happened yesterday. And so she, um,
1: that's like a punishment very, of herself, right. To like live yeah, through this really thing, like, mm-hmm. like every traumatic, every time they do this, she knows she's going to faint and go into this kind of fugue state for a really long time and then like get a bit of recovery and then go back and do it all again. So I think like yeah. they're all living in this kind of cycle of, infinite loop that they of can't sadness of yeah, yeah. infinite a, not... loop of sadness uh we like the yeah the very um out of character for this movie fox hunter Simon who just kind of hangs out on like the edges he's of their the ground random
0: comedic relief and also like dubious accent work so I wasn't sure if this is just one of like Francis like good friends or something and he was As like "I far... mean, <laughs> my friend homie like I need you to do this can you do an English accent maybe or like an Irish or something vaguely British
1: Isles and he's like okay, yeah I got, that, I got something with that mustache that crazy stick I got, on mustache I got something I think, up my sleeve I think the only person in this movie who is actually Irish is Arthur is the like house man yeah who, who by the way shows up halfway through this movie with his arm in a sling and, yeah. then, and it's then not sling, like not again later and then they never yep. mentioned it again and i was like what yep. the fuck was that they should have happened said, on set yeah. yeah i know just toss away a line oh he fell off a ladder or like whatever and i was like yeah interesting okay uh yeah where the irish accents in this in or, because none of the boys have irish accents even though they, they say they grew up there
0: it's all, all all beautifully all over the place. And I it's love okay. an all over the place accent work. I'm here for it. I'm here for this first Francis movie. Um, and so, um, <laughs> yes, we love Simon. So he's just randomly out there on their grounds and he knows he's not supposed to be on the grounds because the Hallorans are very private and very weird and they're like please don't hunt on our grounds because basically they know there's probably ghosts around there and he don't, they don't want to, like him to mess with the ghost is what it looks like or what it and sounds like. And also just
1: like. sketchy dude get off our fucking property go fox hunt somewhere else. You're in Ireland. How many foxes are there? A billion. Like a lot. So, <laughs> so they have Kathleen's funeral ceremony where mom predictably collapses because she says she, one of the flowers died the second it touched her grave. Uh, so Louis Louise is like, ha here is my entrance and comes in and, and sits at her bedside when mom's very sick and says that there's something in the house and she can hear her Kathleen talking to her and she wants mom to listen to her. Uh, and so she mom totally buys it because, of course, she's in the state. And then she sneaks into Kathleen's bedroom, which, of course, has been held as a shrine and everything is exactly the same. Exactly, the day she died. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, steals a bunch of her toys, which she knows she's going to use uh, later for nefarious purposes. You know she's
0: going to put them around the house somewhere or do do something with them. So she has some of her dolls and stuff like that. And she takes all those things out. Um,
1: I I always love movies that have main characters who are dodgy who i'm like i don't know if i like this person a lot i think i don't right like and and i think with her like they set you up to immediately not like her like oh she just wants the money so i think but you're going through with her as the main character it kind of reminds me this movie reminds me a lot of, of of psycho actually and the kind of setup of having this really pretty girl coming in and like but she's done something wrong and like you know she's not a good person so following her along but they're also look like they look and you're like oh well but then that they use the looks to you know further well, that's the con. She gets away with so
0: much yeah exactly. that's like that's like clearly you know part of it she looks like an angel even though she's not um and uh You know, it's interesting, too. I wonder how, like, the flower died. Like, was that really, you know, was that really, you know, the ghost of, like, you know, of of John Mm -hmm. coming back, like, to, like, make that happen? Was that the ghost of Kathleen? So there's all these, like, kind of question marks out there of, like, what's actually real and what's not Mm -hmm. as far as, like, the ghost situation in the house. Um, Yeah, I I guess I mm -hmm. I never
1: really, watching this, like, I know there's pretend ghosts, you know, she's making them think there's a ghost. But I never really considered there actually being a ghost.
0: Oh, I did the whole time. I was like, oh, Kathleen is like fucking with them, too, because it's like how um, the, the, you know, the rustling in the trees and the wind or whatever, the stuff that, you know, that Simon just sees, like the fact that they, you know, haven't had a wedding at the house since the incident, you know, like Mm -hmm. there's just all these things of just like that either you can work yourself up, I guess, into thinking they are there, but like. The fact that a flower dies right away when you put it on a grave, that's not normal. Like, that doesn't usually happen. Like, that's weird. So I was like, that's got to be some sort of, like, apparition thing making that happen.
1: I guess I just felt it was, like, mom's delusion that she would Mm -hmm. see something like that and that would just freak her out. And she was just looking for something to freak out about. So Louise decides she's going to make up this ruse where she ties a bunch of uh, the dolls together and then she's going to put them in the pond that they'll float up later. Uh, But we get to see Louise in her underwear. And I was like, oh. Surprised, Wasn't well, she gets naked it. and hops
0: in that pond, and I was not expecting anybody to go swimming in that water. A because I'm murky like, as fuck. Mm-mm. Um, but she she hops on in there and uh, ties those you know dolls down by. Uh, what she ends up finding is an underwater grave for Kathleen, like a like a, a tombstone. And that's not, I don't think, what she was expecting to see down there because she has an above ground grave already. Mm-hmm. So that was a little off-putting for her. And all of a sudden, someone's going to come up behind her onto the shore. As she cubs out that water with an axe and kills her good and drags her along the riverside. Yeah,
1: she gets axed in the noggin. Next day, we meet Dr. Caleb, who comes to join them for lunch and says, Mom's doing okay. Mom's fine. Don't worry about Mom. She just needs to rest, even though we know this happens every year. Mom needs some like serious psychiatric help. but We're physically, also just she's reminding
0: fine. her, remember the birds in the hand that you have, like you have. All, you have these other children here that are alive and well with you. You shouldn't be worried about the other one. But because Louise had w- whispered into her ear the day before um, that she you know, knows what's going on and can help her interpret and help her basically channel and talk with Kathleen, she's in a tizzy because she wants to talk with, um, talk with Louise so she can talk with Kathleen. But Louise is nowhere to be found, and no one quite knows where she is, and we'll talk about it. But Dr. Caleb seems to know that this family is a little dubious and might be getting hip to some things that might be happening around the house and Mm -hmm. who might possibly be the culprit.
1: Uh, And he makes this comment later about like how he looks like a villain. And like, he's like, this is the way I look. And it's such beautiful casting because he really does. You're like, oh, I don't trust that doctor. Look nah. at that. He looks sketchy as fuck, right? And so yeah. he, it's, it's it's great, perfect casting. So the, the dolls predictably come floating up. Everyone freaks. Uh, Simon, our fox hunter, sadly gets decapitated by the axe, which I feel like Simon was just in for body count purposes. like there's like, we need another death. Give us one more death.
0: Yeah. He also was like a little bit of us like as the audience to be like, what are these people doing? Kind of like he's the spy. Like we kind of get to be in that, too. I feel like he got to be like be our little surrogate for a minute because it's like, okay, what's going on in that foxhole? I'm like, don't go in the foxhole. Like as he like climbs into this foxhole as he follows whatever apparition he thinks is there. And then there's like this like ghost of Kathleen or like her body keeps moving around places. You're like, what is going on? This body should have decomposed years ago. Like, what is this thing that like seems to be Kathleen that keeps popping up in different places as everyone's like hunted and hunted around looking for her? So um, it's also
1: an interesting way to ghost someone because uh, normally like a ghost is standing up looking at you. Right. If the ghost is just you just see them prone dead everywhere you go. That's kind of a different feeling, but it's still scary. Uh um, so creepy it definitely so caleb mm-hmm. bribes arthur to drain the pond because he has suspicions uh mom that's meanwhile the secrets goes, are at the
0: bottom of the pond
1: yep mm-hmm. mom meanwhile goes into kathleen's playhouse uh where there is a doll of kathleen there yeah so that's of course uh, mom's already in a fragile state this is this is not going to go well And to see
0: Kathleen sitting there and she had brought down a tiara that she had been coaxed. Like Louise basically had given her like this message and she was like, oh, she wants her tiara. That's what she needs. And obviously we know we find out later that this tiara is worth like a stupid amount of money. It's like part of their family jewels, basically. And so, um, you know, the, the folks are like, oh, she definitely wanted the money and wanted that tiara. Like Louise was trying to coax mom to bring that out of like wherever for quote unquote Kathleen. But we know that really wanted to go to her.
1: Uh, so there's, there, 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 while she's in this playhouse there starts to be, uh, the axe man or woman starts coming and axing along the walls um, and mom collapses uh, Billy talks about his she makes nightmare. it out though at least thank goodness yeah. But she, she, she does, doesn't get killed but she does faint, she, yeah. she does faint. Uh, Billy tells us about his nightmare about how he has this con- recurring nightmare about his mom uh, being mad at him and um, murdering him in the pond uh, but also that Richard is the villain in his dream that climbs up the wall that is there to say he says Someone is insane in this room, uh, someone else is insane in this room, and it's the mom. So we think, okay, Richard and the mom are insane, but Billy is okay. This is the message my, the nightmares are giving us.
0: Yeah. And so it's in bo-
1: interesting too when the reason he's like saying he doesn't want to go to bed
0: because he doesn't want to have that nightmare, but he's also sitting there and playing with wax and letting watching it drip and like doing this thing with the candle, which is mm-hmm. kind of very like strangely off-putting. And it's like, okay, like. What is he doing with the wax and why does that help him somehow?
1: I feel like um, this family is just odd. So I don't really question it. Well, I think it. we get the payoff later because yeah, we find
0: what the thing's made out of wax. But I just was like, oh, I didn't think about it. till like looking at this now, I'm like, oh, I wrote down notes that he's playing with wax, but I didn't put it together till, till later. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, you know, Arthur drains, drains the, drains the, the pond and, you know, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That so they fun. go for like a drink together though too. He gets him to he takes Billy and like coaxes him to, for a drink out at a pub and Billy's like I don't drink. I don't I don't like to do that and they they have a a, a good sit down conversation about about like you said the dreams and stuff but also mm-hmm. Dr. Caleb seems to be very wise and hip to Billy here. Like, mm.
1: yeah, he's like, let's go and show on the and doctor's like, look not for drinking. Yeah. But he's giving him the elixir. <laughs> yeah, he is. Drink some more, drink some more. That, that mm-hmm. kind of push for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and he say, he says that he thinks Louise is hiding out there. Um, we find and then we cut to Kane, who is following Richard down this really fucking creepy tunnel to this hidden sculpture workshop where Kane um, is a, is uh there and and they talk about this grave that they found at the bottom of the drained pond that says forgive me kathleen and they're like whoa well richard's the sculptor and he's like no i work in iron i don't work in stone he's like ah but you used to work in stone we all did when we were kids because dad had us do it so they all know how to do it so who really made the grave is the question
0: right so that, that's like, no, you did. It's your fault. No, it's your fault. No, it's yours. No. So it's like everyone's kind of you know, trying to figure out, figure out who the real culprit is. Um, and uh, Kane is still she's still very determined to be a part of this family somehow, even though this family is knocking futz. Yeah. Um, and so she's like, I still love you, even if I don't think you did it. So she's still so she's even questioning herself. Like, is this person the person I really want to marry? But she still seems very determined. And they make and out and have looking, a kiss. Yeah, looking delicious and like a see-through nighty. Oh yeah. It's a very, yeah. very lovely moment. But also back behind them in the like background, foreground, whatever, foreground for us, but background for them of their like loving moment where they have this, you know, come to blows kind of moment, but then make up. Um, there's the the creepy ghost of Kathleen laying prone in this uh in the in the stone studio
1: mm-hmm um so uh they Kane and Richard's like well hey your mom's down for the count uh she didn't want us to get married but now she can't fucking do anything about it so let's, let's just do so- it and this is like we don't see mom for the rest of the movie right so we just assume after she collapses that she's just like in bed like really out of it. Okay.
0: yeah like I just imagine they've just got her like on all the drugs And are just like helping her just like, you know, because if she comes back to after she's seen the ghost of her daughter like that, I think she's never going to be the same or what she thinks is the ghost of her daughter. Yeah, I think as much as she wanted to see her seeing her like that and then then also being attacked by an axe, potential axe murderer right after might send you off. Like she was already very, very, very fragile to begin with from the beginning of the film as established. I don't think she's going to be around anymore. And so um, they have a big old wedding in the house anyway at Castle Halloran. um, But during the wedding, all of a sudden, Richard disappears and Kane is like looking frantically for Richard the whole time. Um, You know, she ends up talking to the doctor and the doctor's like, you know, trying to congratulate her. But... Um, He also kind of gives her warnings a little bit about the family, even though it's like, I know you just married in, but are you sure? Like this is what you wanted, and
1: it's you know he keeps following around and pestering her about it. And this is where he mentions, like, I know I look like I'm nefarious, but I'm not. I'm really trying to help you. So, and you never really are like, which side is he on? Someone giving you a warning on your wedding day
0: never comes off great. I I know. It's like at your (laughs) wedding reception, really. Oh, did you get warnings? Oh, I mean I've given warnings and I've gotten warnings. So I understand. Too? Wow. Oh yeah. You have yeah. to. Yeah. But to nobody nobody
1: listens, right? Like you're already nah. you're already in by that point. Mm-hmm um so so they run up in the hayloft she finds Richard they run up in the hayloft to actually have a roll in the hay roll in the hay
0: I know I was like roll in the hay roll in the hay they're going during to a their, roll res- in their the own hay.
1: reception which is pretty baller um and I they end a lot up of couples end up rolling in the hay during their own reception at some point that's why huh. people will just but literally rolling it. in the hay they're actually rolling I mean in the old hay. school they were yeah, literally sure. went up to the barn like I'm sure just wait till you're honeymoon okay anyway uh they find uh caleb just like hang they're up in the hayloft but caleb's just kind of hanging out nearby like just in case something happens well, he's watching around
0: because he's he's also on alert because he knows like shit's probably gonna hit the fan very oh, yeah. soon because you know he has he has a suspicion that it's billy and he's like watching everybody and he's basically kind of setting some stuff up, like a a little like Billy Honey trap, basically to, to right. bring him out. Right. He gives
1: that he he gives us that kind of like Sherlock Holmes vibes where you know he knows how he knows exactly how everything's gonna play out. So you just kind of set things in motion and then stand back and watch it all happen exactly like you know it will.
0: Yeah. Kind of
1: smug intellectual satisfaction, you know, a little bit of that.
0: But also they kind of give us a little Scooby Doo ending, a little at the end, kind of it felt like too, you know, where it's mm. like. Ah!
1: like we're going to set this trap up and it's gonna you know so um yeah it draws him out um and, and they find uh, they find louise's body mm-hmm. so this is their yeah. role in the hay turns sour this is the wedding day but they warned them not to have a wedding at this fucking castle so yeah. you know that's why there's been no weddings at the castle for seven years turns um, bad
0: hmm And so um, they have her bought like Louise's body is out. And then they also have the doll like is out next to the tombstone by like this little fountain in one of their gardens, like basically. And so all the people kind of spill out of the, you know, out of the wedding party and they see this happening. And then um, then Billy is revealed that he's the one, you know, that he's the one who made this wax doll because he's into wax. Uh
1: And it wasn't it wasn't a ghost the whole time. It was a wax doll. Yeah, pretty pretty good wax doll. And he is we have his killer reveal where he goes bananas and gets shot by uh Dr. Caleb in front of the entire wedding party. Always a fun way to end a wedding. And then I they ax a- the face of the doll of the wax yep. doll. Definitely. Just to prove
0: it's not a ghost.
1: Goodness. Yeah, it all goes real pear-shaped at the end. Uh so who's the real winner in this story? Richard no one. Kane. How do you survive this one? This one seems pretty easy to survive. I feel like you just leave the castle. Like no one's stopping you.
0: Yeah, but everyone still seems so like beholden. Like they all seem like under like a spell somehow of like this place because of their guilt as a family for this child sure. disappearing. But but like, if you're Kate and Louise there,
1: like out of there, get right? out of there. Like, I understand you need the money, but this is not worth it.
0: But they don't know that. That's the thing. Like, they don't know how deep it it really is. They're just like, oh, they're just like eccentrics. Like, they're just old money eccentrics, I think is what they're thinking. But they don't realize, like, that it's like, no, like, there's actually, like, one of the brothers is a sociopath and, like, killed his sister and it feels bad about it and is also going to kill all these other people along the way.
1: I wasn't clear if he actually killed her. It seemed to me that she slipped and fell and he didn't help her. So I wasn't it looked like sure. they were struggling
0: and fighting and he pushed her in okay. and didn't do anything once she went in.
1: Right. I, uh, that looks like way, a, like, yeah,
0: accidental, but also like he shouldn't have been pushing a sister right next to a pond, especially if they don't know if she can swim or not. I don't know what that situation was like either.
1: Right. Uh, I think, you know, this is looking at this as a filmmaker, like it's definitely made by a competent filmmaker even here right it mm-hmm. feels scary it feels like the shots are all really beautiful um and i feel like it's you know it feels uh it feels like fledgling it doesn't feel fully grown but you look at this and you look into the filmmaker yeah, you that he became the and like oh, okay yeah. i can see it here
0: it was cooking with gas like it's it's a, it's a, it's a very nice uh, intro i think um like you said the tension was nice like even just that first scene i was just like dying i was like this is hilarious of them going out and rowing the boat at night just you know like the um the mother all the all the fun you know like dynamics they had as a family uh-huh. you know and really i i feel like if you look later you're like oh yeah like you know he's really good at doing these amazing like kind of like what's wrong with this family? Really? Like, is there a killer amongst this family? Yeah. What are they going to do? I mean, that's like sets the tone for so many of his other projects later on. So right. I think um, I think you get a lot of the, 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 the structure of what he's about and what he's ultimately going to be, you know, mining for the rest of his career. So sure. It's fun.
1: And this movie has that kind of haunting feel as well, where you don't really see anything. Like, you see the wax doll, but, like, other than that, like, is there really actually a ghost there or is it really Mm -hmm. just a wax doll? Like, we don't really ever know the dynamics of uh, is there supernatural stuff happening or not, which I think is fun. It's a cool – Yeah, how much is
0: imagination, how much is them working themselves up into a a fervor and – especially with mom and all of that. We get yeah. to
1: decide for ourselves as audience members. Uh, you so let's decide. Do so- <laughs> <laughs> let's do some gore factor. One is not enough blood to fill a Dixie cup. Two is a puddle of blood. Three is enough blood to gross out the average viewer. Four is a bathtub of blood. And five is run for the barf bag. We give this a two, a puddle of blood. Uh, it is isn't black and white, this film, which is gorgeous. Uh, so the blood isn't as intense as it would be. But we do get some axings, uh, whatnot. It's a
0: decapitation, you Decap- know.
1: There's, there's some things happening yeah
0: yeah our dear our dear, our dear poorly accented friend um <laughs> loses his head um some movie ratings chainsaws one if you're desperate two barely qualifies as a horror film three seen worse seen better four not too shabby five fantastic oracle i give this movie a four i think it was pretty uh not too shabby um i really enjoyed it i thought the tension was cool i w- i did not know what was going to happen from the beginning um You know, uh, I thought it was going to go a lot of different ways and that was not the way I was expecting it to go (laughs) at all. So Yeah. uh,
1: yeah, kudos to that. Uh, I gave it a four and a half. I thought this movie was great. And I think it. Uh, I, I re- mentioned earlier how it reminded me a bit of Psycho uh, and this way as well is that Louise is killed halfway through this movie. So our main character, we've been following this whole point, is no longer our main character. And now you've shifted to kind of a different perspective, which I think is really, really fun in movies uh, and, and particularly in this one. So I'd say give Dementia 13 a try. I think it's really fun and would be a great double feature with Psycho or yep. Carnival of Souls or something like yes. that. Like kind of the same uh, era and aesthetic. So uh, next week we're going to be talking about a movie that I have never seen. I have heard great things about it, uh, but I don't know the the story at all. Which I love. The less I know, the better. We're going to be talking yes. about 1976's "The Little Girl Who Lives Down the Lane," starring your friend and mine, Jodie Foster. Jodie
0: Foster. I love her so much. Yeah. Um. I love. I love a precocious, a precocious young one, and I just think about like Bugsy Malone and like all mm-hmm. these like fun things of just like this era. Um. I'm very excited to see whatever the heck she's up to in this one. Cause it sounds dubious as hell. If she's the little girl who lives down the lane. I don't know mm-hmm. who, what's, what's up with that. If she's okay, what's going we're gonna on? gonna Find out. Oh my God. I'm already stressed. I don't even know. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, great. I cannot wait. In the meantime, guys, check us out on the internet. So you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, patreoncom slash horror movie survival. guide if you want to support our independent podcast, five years strong, I can't believe we're still doing this. It's amazing. Woo. Um, more to come. And, um, can also get some merch at our teespring store on the internets as well you can find all of our links um on uh from our socials as well to get to all of those fun things um thank you guys so much for listening as always we really do appreciate it we love you all and um we'll see you next week for the little girl who lives down the lane
1: thank you for listening Horror Movie Survival Guide is independently produced by Terry Gamble, Julia Marchesi, and Sierra Rhine. Hey, that's me. If you would like to support the show, find us on Patreon.com slash Horror Movie Survival Guide.